This episode of A Little Juju Podcast is sponsored in part by Soulful Vibes. New season, new vibes. This season, we're focusing on our intentions and bringing our innermost desires into reality. But it's not always easy because real life comes in fast, but all is not lost. Join the Vibe Tribe by Soulful Vibes. The Vibe Tribe is an all-exclusive membership group that offers masterclasses, tips, and resources to strengthen you on your spiritual journey. And as a member of the Vibe Tribe, you'll gain access to masterclasses, group card readings, book clubs, and receive early access to sales and product releases. They even host virtual parties and live Q&A sessions. It's literally a vibe, y'all. And there are four different membership opportunities to join this community, so there's something for everyone. Membership fees range from $3 to $22. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Soulful Vibes Co. and begin your journey of creating life filled with soulful vibes. Do you have a fro that just won't grow? Or hair that's dull and lifeless and you're ready to just give up? Nope. Let Resilient by Devo come to rescue and bless your ori. We offer the Time to Heal Hair Growth Oil for all your trouble areas, mint-infused deep conditioners to stimulate the hair restoration and growth, and revitalizing leave-in conditioners that add shine and bounce to your crown. All products are handmade with 100% natural ingredients, no silicone, parabens, or mineral oils. Just go to www.resiliencebydvo.com for all your hair growth needs. And we also offer tarot and playing card readings to assist you on your spiritual journey. Visit again, www.resiliencebydevo to schedule your appointment now. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Can't firm no say. And I'll never give play. I'll take your photo to the grave. But that ain't even my thing. I just stay at the crossroads, pray. I just pour a little honey from my face to make a say. Cause I hate when but I manifest a little with my Baileys I'm my ancestors, baby So I give them everything that they gave me, yeah So I can't be stopped Manifested everything gives me props I'm spiritually rounded while I'm on the top My spirit's surrounded so I'll never drop, drop Hey, y'all Okay, so I noticed that when I listen back to myself on the podcast I'm very aware of how I sound. And a lot of times I'm like, yo, I really be cold switching so heavy. And I try not to, but it's something that I was raised doing. It's something that I watch people around me do. So I be like, it's I, I get annoyed when I see myself and find myself cold switching now. And especially on the show. But so I love when people are like, oh, your Baltimore accent popped out. Or, you know, people say when since you've moved back home to Baltimore, which is where I am now, like, oh, your accent is stronger. Like, it's just so funny to hear or whatever. So that's good. I like that. And so I'm going to do my intro. Ain't no cold switch. I'm intentionally talking to y'all. How I talk to my homegirls right now. <laughs> so welcome to a little juju podcast. This is the podcast all about black ass spirit 
spirituality, honoring our ancestors, honoring ourselves, and decolonizing our spiritual practices one episode at a time. Why? Because I believe that decolonizing and freedom and liberation first exists in the spirit, y'all, in the spirit. Um, my name is Juju Bay, and I'm the host of this here show. I come to you as a psychic medium, a healer. I'm a Reiki practitioner, card puller, dice throwing, oracle card reading. What else I do? <laughs> Community healer, talker, bay artist, singer, writer. What else I do? Poetry, all around bad bitch witch and i'm so grateful that you have tuned in today to listen to the show okay so as we were saying baltimore about the drag about the drag on y'all real quick because if you don't know now you know no but um for real i just had a really really beautiful release of my photos on off-white shout out to my sister Trinice who reached out to me about this opportunity with off-white to uplift black women organizers and leaders currently it was me and nine other black women who are amazing many of which I look up to who are doing crucial work at this time and I feel very blessed and honored to be uh for my work to be centered from a brand such as Off-White. That's big. And uh, everyone look beautiful. Everyone look great. Um, it's not just a regular campaign of just us looking cute and talking about our work, which is actually enough. Um, but there's there's more. There's roundtable discussions. There's education. There's fundraising. There's bags. There's um, money going towards black women radicals to build a whole ass school y'all a school focused on us a school focused in black cultures and black feminism um supporting and um, uplifting of black queer children like we need things like this so i'm so 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 honored to be a part of a a long-term campaign that centers this kind of work and my work and all of our respective works. So again, shout out to my sister, Trini, baby. I love you. I will put some information about uh, this campaign in the show notes, but go to Off White's page or whatever, because I'm going to be on it. <laughs> Dragging my nuts. <laughs> um, But yeah, everybody looks so good. I'm just so happy. Um, Yeah, ancestors be showing off showing off showing off yeah i'll link all of that so just in case y'all didn't get to see you will see um yeah so y'all i've been child busy which is why i couldn't even give y'all a i mean we're gonna have an episode today it's gonna be great of course but i couldn't even give y'all like a whole recording thing because i just been so i just been moving 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 so the episode is going to be an interview that was uh, done for for Bold at Ithaca College. So shout out to Ithaca doo, 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 doo. <laughs> um, for letting me use this as an episode today because me and Cypress, who interviewed me, had a really great conversation. So I'm excited to share that with you all. If you missed it and you did not tune in, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, but before we get into that, um, I want to say... Um, Happy Sexual Assault Awareness Month. 
And after I just said that, is that something to say happy about? I mean, I do want us all to have a good month. And I also do want us to think, ponder, reflect on how we can be better, um, how we can be active bystanders, how we can help dismantle rape culture, how we can help support and protect each other. Um, because, you know, we know that so many of us have just been through, have experienced rape culture, um, just from the casual conversations that we hear, people laughing at two more serious matters. And um, so I want to send love and power to all of us who have experienced that kind of harm and um, to those of us who are trying to figure out how to be better to each other. Um, so I am wishing you all a reflective sexual assault awareness month and to, that we all need to do our part in, in dismantling a system, such a toxic system in society and culture that celebrates, you know, lack of consent that celebrates, that celebrates assault. We can just reject that and say no. So maybe this month we can also do some spiritual work to help to help lessen that violence. We can also do some spiritual work to um, stomp on rapists' heads. We can do spiritual work to help heal survivors. Um, So maybe lifting up some extra prayers for people who may be dealing with that pain right now, moving through that very real grief. Um, And however you feel called to do the work this month, in light and in honor of Sexual Assault Awareness Month, I definitely encourage that because I will in my own way. And I'm thinking maybe I'll also just do some more intimate conversations and maybe talk about some spiritual ways that we can address it on on the Patreon too. So I just, I I definitely wanted to say that before we get uh, into the show fully. Um, But speaking of Patreon, let us go right to the Patreon. You see how you can donate to the show, how you can help support and keep this podcast afloat. And then we're going to get right into our interview. All you need is a little juju. Juju podcast is written, hosted, and produced by me, Juju Bay. And it is a labor of love, but it is labor nonetheless. There are a lot of fees and work that comes with putting out a consistent podcast show. And so if you are interested in donating and showing love, if this show has moved you in any type of way, I would appreciate all kinds of donations. Um, They can happen monetarily or non-monetarily. Primary monetary ways that I receive donations is through Patreon, which is a subscription service that allows you to donate monthly. Some more consistent way to give to the show happens first of the month. Take a little bit out. Boom. That's it. You give it to that little juju podcast and we appreciate it. So I would, of course, love to shout out my patrons. I appreciate you all so much. Okay. So big, big shout out to my newest patrons. Shout out to Raven Terry. Thank you for becoming a patron, Raven. Shout out to Quentin Sledge, Lindsay Lachelle, Themis Robertson for upping your pledge. Thank you so much. Shout out to Naya Norrell. Shout out to Kwani Lou for upping your pledge. Marcia Black for upping your pledge. Hey, Marcia. Shout out to Ebdu. Hey, Ebdu. Hey, boo boo. Thank you so much for being a patron. I love seeing my little friends on you. Shout out to Maya Caldwell. Thank you, Maya, for upping your pledge. Shout out to Gloria Beckham, Audrey Charles. Amber, thank you for upping your pledge. Thank you. Shout out to Winsett. Hey, the bad bitch witch gang. Thank you so much for becoming a patron. Shout out to Victoria Williams, Augusta 
Asiyama or Asiyama. Thank you for becoming a patron, Bad Bitch Rich Gang. And shout out to Ashley Thomas for upping your pledge. I love you all. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for pouring into me, into this show, into this work. It does not go unnoticed and unseen. And I am sending you all of the big beautiful blessings from me. Um, may you have all the resources. May you have all the tools. May you have the coin, whatever it is that you need. May you have it so that you're able to complete your own ideas, goals, and dreams. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sending it to you tenfold, a hundredfold as you share it with me. I share it with you. So thank you. I appreciate you so much. Love to my patrons as always. All you need is a little juju. Hold on y'all though. Is it, is it just me? Because I just loving the increase of spiritual, particularly black spiritual media content, podcasts and books specifically. And so I'm so grateful that I have a listener that reached out that has a book um, inspired by, you know, black spiritual traditions. So if you are looking for something new and exciting to read, I'm going to recommend Radiance Lost. That is the book for you. Written by Rafiki, Radiance Lost is an adventure filled novel that follows a brother and sister Nwane and Zara as the two of them go on their own twisted paths into new identities. Inspired by West Indian and African cultures and speckled with rich patois, Radiance Lost reflects the African diaspora in more ways than one and it is a great book for both teenagers and young adults. So fantasy lovers of all kinds should add Radiance Lost to their personal libraries. Radiance Lost is available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and more. You can follow the author Rafiki, that's R-A-A-F-E-K-E, on Twitter and Instagram at Rafiki. Alrighty, now back to the show. All you need is a little juju. So I am very excited to let you all into this interview that Bold Trilogy did, which is an organization at Ithaca College in New York. Fun fact, Kobe, who was my editor, goes to Ithaca. But um, so shout out to Ithaca College, shout out to Bold. And the folks of Bold, and shout out to Cypress for interviewing me. Um, It was a really great conversation that went a whole bunch of different ways. I think one of the main things that I really loved about this is something that I've been wanting to talk about more is just how we go about respecting our elders and having conversations with our elders, particularly those of them who we feel or who we know will not accept our spiritual practices or who we believe will not accept our spiritual practices, who don't understand, who are just like, oh, I don't want to care. I don't care about none of that. Um, And my experience that I had with my grandmother, which I don't know if that's a story that I've, I've fully shared on here, but I did share it in that interview. So there's just a lot of good things that came up. I also just love talking to students. I love talking to students in college particularly. Um, So just very grateful that um, I had that opportunity and I hope you all enjoy this interview. So sit back, relax, enjoy. I appreciate you all. Shout out to to Cypress again. Shout out to Daniela. Shout out to Kemi. Shout out to everybody over at Ithaca. All you need is a little juju. Okay, well, first, I want to open up with giving thanks to the platform in which we are talking through. Uh, I want to give thanks to the Bold Trilogy and the Trans- Transformation Project, um, this being a part of it, and also give thanks and gratitude to all the ancestors and spirits that have led to us being able to convene and communicate okay. in this way, even though, like, Times are rough, 
with all these converging pandemics of police brutality and COVID and everything, we still mm. find ways to convene, to yeah. break bread. Um, so I also give thanks to the technology that allows us to do so. Um, oh. And of course, also to everybody listening and who's attending and mm-hmm. being a part of the cipher as well. Um, so I guess you'll start by like introducing yourself, Juju. And I want to give thanks, of course, to you two for giving our your time and your wisdom, everything you have to offer. Thank you. I appreciate you, Cypress. Hi, everyone. <laughs> uh, my name is Juju, and I am a healer. I'm a psychic medium. I'm a hoodoo practitioner. I'm an Orisha devotee. Um, I call myself a bad bitch witch because I just do a little bit of everything in regards to black spirituality. <laughs> black spirituality, black spiritual traditions. Um, that's what I do. I'm an, I'm an educator, really, um, about about spirituality and, and African indigenous spiritual practices. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Ashe. Oh, my God. I'm like, I definitely had a bit of a fan fangirl moment when we first talked but mm-hmm. I'm also definitely still feeling that feeling. <laughs> to your podcast and being here now interviewing you feels very full oh, circle oh, and I'm so appreciative <laughs> um yeah um I guess I'll also give a little introduce to myself mm-hmm. um my name is Cypress. I was asked by Bold Trilogy to um, host this interview. Um, I am a, I come to you as an artist. I come to you as a poet, as a storyteller, a griot, as an organizer. Um, I'm also a doula in training, which is a new hat that I've been waiting to put on. So I'm glad to finally be taking that step. Um, I study the art of resistance and gendered blackness here at Ithaca College, which is like the theoretical framework for my doulaship and my birth work. And I'm also a practitioner of African traditional religions and an Odisha devotee, root worker, and what not so yeah um, come on resume hello <laughs> um, okay so um with all that with the little interest aside um as we welcome in this theme of pouring into yourself first and letting the overflow be enough mm-hmm. um also calling in the energy of Tazaki Shang with the enough spelled that way mm-hmm. honoring her choreo poem for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow isn't enough and um honoring yeah like how we started off with like mm-hmm. part of blackness is finding a way out of no way um so with that being said I kind of want to start with this notion where in the limbo especially of blackness but where ATR comes in to bridge that gap between body and spirit mm-hmm. um and um especially being in a tradition that is very is spiritual is about divination and channeling spirits and being in communication with spirit but also is very earth-centric and is corporal and we do we connect through our body through dancing through drumming so i guess like in this kind of broader discourse that we have about self-care and connecting to our bodies and spirit i'm wondering about your thoughts about um and your practices around how you find and explore your body and find empowerment in it but Mm -hmm. also but also in the context 
of, no, of being a black femme in this society really puts all things evil, all things deviant on the bodies of black femmes. Mm-hmm. So where has ATR and your spiritual tradition like helped you to just connect to your body outside of those constructs? Right. Um, it's still a work in progress, you know, I'm still, even though I'm so deeply entrenched into my religions and spiritual practices, you know, like you said, because there's all this systemic crap and shit that's going on, that's telling me how I'm supposed to be, telling me how I'm supposed to look, telling me what I'm supposed to ingest about myself that is completely lies. Um, it can be difficult, but one thing that I've found, particularly with Orisha tradition, um, it's just been beautiful on a very basic level to see spirits and to see elevated spirits, orishas, deities, gods, whatever, that are black. Like just point blank period, they're black. And it's just no going back and forth about it. There's no, well, maybe like, no, these are African people. These are African originated spirits. And so you get to look at them and see yourself. I mean, the orisha represent so many different aspects of nature, um, meaning literal lands, forces, but also like parts of our bodies, like how we show up, like what Orishas cover different parts of our skin and our heart, our stomach. Um, And so it's a very, it, it is a bodily, you know, very physical property, but we know that, well, we may not know, but I'm gonna say that this, there's no separation from the spirit and the body. You know, that's just, the the old ways like there's no secularism that exists you know and there cannot be a body without the spirit there cannot be a spiritual experience without the body as a host so they have to work together so my spiritual healing is deeply intertwined with how I'm taking care of myself and my body and so I get to look at spirits I get to elevate and honor ancestors who are quite literally you know like ancestral veneration is not so woo-woo that we can't, that any person, regardless of a belief, could not say like, well, I really am a compilation of a bunch of people um, before me. Like quite literally, my bones and my blood and my DNA are made up of hundreds of thousands of dead people <laughs> like, <laughs> that live in me. And so every time that I speak ill over myself, I'm also speaking ill over hundreds of thousands of dead people that I'm made up of who literally sacrificed so much of themselves to be here. So that's kind of how I find healing through my own body and how I just kind of decolonize what I've learned about my body um, through just the toxic lies that are all around us that have been deeply ingrained in me from so many different ways, including spiritual spaces um, and including the religion. Right, 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 right. Mm. I think something that, something you touched on too with like for me, Odisha, um, yes, the representation, it just on a very simple level, uh, I, I don't want to argue with people over about whether it matters. You know, it's not the end all be all, but on a very simple level, even when I started to inter, like see all the painting and the art mm-hmm. on Odisha and they have dark skin, the inner child in me was illuminated, like on right. a very simple level. And I think about even, I think about Oshun and how Oshun is one of those Odishas that is kind of in many ways for a lot of people, this like, opening door to Odisha yes. into ATR and I think it makes sense that you yeah. right. of, of love and deep beauty and right of the attraction everything right of course you would be the one and right. I felt like how just 
as I've been getting to learn about her story, about her energy, um, it just like these energies become and the stories behind them open up to be so complex mm. and um specifically like with Oshun and he like healing at womb trauma and sensuality trauma and how like just like the black man body is just hypersexualized from day one and like right. recalling experience an eight-year-old body like mm. inside like feeling like that's all I had going for me. Yeah. Uh, then as I learned about Ushun and as I hear Baka Keys about her power and how it is because she is so aware of her power and how she embodies Ashe and how she embodies her power, like she's able to triumph in these ways that sometimes other Odisha can't. And as I get to learn her story, she just opens up to be so deep. I feel like sometimes she gets washed over as being just about beauty, but mm -hmm. it's that undercurrent that is like she knows the despair and the sorrow. Right. And in Ifa in general, it it's the like the upholding, the beauty, the honoring of like there can be multiple truths at once, and like right. the very basic how it's like not it's it, it's not binary in it's not binary in the ways that it's locking it's like binary this way binary this way binary this way mm -hmm, it's like all these mm -hmm. categories that between them mm -hmm. is like the whole universe thing I say, it's like yeah. a basic level that has been freeing yep yep oof oof Real. we come in, in strong with this <laughs> oh, oh, when it comes to you, kind of—I feel like you were starting to allude to it a little bit, but mm -hmm. um, even um, okay. So, in the community of, of people who are decolonizing their spiritual practice, we all—we also gotta understand that we've all been touched by colonization. It's in the ether; we breathe it every day. So, even in these spaces, sometimes there can we come. Um, come up to like really just space with violences that yeah. are that we're trying to escape or mm -hmm. um, alienation mm -hmm. um and I just like want to ask about like how do you go about um navigating these spaces that are supposed to be at the root of indigenous and the anti-colonial in ways because they just were existing before the white right. came over. Right. So just seeing these spaces where we understand that the hand of these different oppressions, oppressive systems like heteronormativity and patriarchy, patriarchy mm -hmm. is a big one in ATR, like finding room, declaring room for ourselves and our wholeness and our queerness and our word, which I feel I heard on your one of your podcast episodes how you feel like you're not really claiming that word queer. So if you want to talk to your thoughts about language too and just mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I don't know, just yeah, like the balance of maintaining self in these spaces that are also right. stately communal. Right. Um, well, you touched on a really great point that I just want to talk about more in my work in general, which is the fact that African traditional religion, ATR, or really any religion of the diaspora is not going to be exempt from patriarchy, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia. It's not, you know, so it's not necessarily a safe place, safe space all the time. That's just like a fairy tale world where we're not going to be touched by these things. Ifa and everything else has been touched 
by colonization. It has been touched by patriarchy. It has been touched by misogyny. And misogyny and patriarchy still living. Okay? Because at the end of the day, people are people. And people who have been touched by colonization, who are part of these organizations, will just bring that there. Like, that is, it, it's just reality. Even in Africa, like, patriarchy still exists any side. It exists everywhere. Um, damn, feels like it almost everywhere. So, um, I think it's important to know self, one, when we, we are in these spaces, two, recognize the houses, the people, the elders, the teachers that you connect with that value you and see you for who you are, um, and are not, are, and are committed to not upholding that crap in the space. Like, and there are a lot of elders and people and teachers who do understand the complexity and the nuances of life, bodies, people, spirit, gender, um, sexuality. There are spaces that are for that and support that. And there are spaces that are not. So really it's about finding yourself in the space through the people that are around you, asking the right questions, finding the right elders, um, talking to the good godparents. You know, finding a spiritual home is like dating. You know, you don't just go on one date and be like, okay, this babe, lock it down. I mean, I guess people do that. But that's probably not advice. <laughs> that's so not advice. Right. I get it. I'm going to what a time. That's probably not advice because this is it's such a serious commitment, you know, when you're dedicating yourself to these spaces. So I tell people a lot, like, um, as people sometimes are leaving Abrahamic traditions, whether they're deciding, you know, I'm, I want something else more, I want something more than Christianity or whatever it is. If you are running from something specifically in a church, for example, you may find it in an ATR. You know, you may, you, 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 you may. <laughs> and so it's about being realistic, but also knowing that every space won't be for you, but finding the space. I just knew my cat was going to be the one with the tail. I just knew it. I'm so surprised she's not over here. I just knew it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, but it's possible and you know i also like to have conversations with my elders too because i'm like hey what's going on here like what do you think about this what does our elay say about this um so even in your own spiritual space making sure that folks are taking accountability uh for things that could have been said or done um and atoning because again Everyone's been touched by the mess, you know, including me, including you. Like, so we have to hold ourselves accountable and also the spaces that we commit to. I um, mean, that's kind of how I found my peace. And I, and I have regular conversations with my godparents about topics like this because I have to. Like, I, I have to if we're going to continue to grow um, and develop. And, you know, spirit is so big. This is spirit work. Spirit is not so limited with the human mind that we can only allow one person to do one thing. Like it, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. So, um, yeah, that's, I don't even know if I answered the question. <laughs> but those no, are I, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing like prioritize. I feel like I'm hearing more of like, find the people that will are yes. on a base level, like there. Because ultimately, we don't have to put ourselves in the positions to be expelling this energy just to exist in spaces. And I think Correct. it's important to affirm that. And it is important to acknowledge that there are elders, there are elders, temple, spiritual mm -hmm. communities that are there. 
and a, yeah. there's always room for growth as we're saying because we're all like decolonization is an ongoing process because it's right. still an ongoing pressure um right so, um like yeah on a base level finding people who are willing to do that work yeah um mm. when it comes to having these conversations with your elders um I think, well, I, one of the elders and are so important. Like, mm-hmm. elders are so important and part of, like, the real horrible, um... Here we go. Just, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's, like, spirit blessing. Right. <laughs> um, with elder, I, what was it? Oh, I was getting to the point of, like, Elders are so important because they care be the I feel like sometimes we forget in the society and how part of these same structures like white supremacy and capitalism and patriarchy also sever these ties between like the younger generation and elders. And in a very basic level, even when I have conversations with my mother who grew up in Trinidad, had a grandfather who was a practicing jungle priest, had a great aunt who was a practicing uh chango um spiritual they had like a whole Mexican mm-hmm. thing of like the Catholicism and the right. mm-hmm. but in places where ATR was heavy, like she grew up with fear in her heart of a you know, fear of these festivals. She grew up Catholic and right. um but I mean, it's like she's the same person that has the information that I need as I'm trying to connect to these same ancestors, you know? Mm-hmm. And as I'm having these conversations with her, I realize like in a very basic way, it's just hard to have these cross generational conversations in the ways that I really just have to call myself to breathe, to listen, to check my ego, to mm-hmm. like listen for understanding and not to correct. Right. Um, if I like like what she's saying does is not is quote ignorant. Mm-hmm. Um but I guess like as and also you podcast and you've inter you've done a few episodes when you're interviewing elders. So I'm wondering if your reflections about just that process if there's any tips you've picked up along the way for having these conversations with uh older people whether right. they're grandparents whether they're parents mm-hmm. um, yeah hmm. i have a friend Chope, who is um an odisha devotee and she always says that your spiritual journey is very personal to you um so i do want to start with that in saying that Sometimes I feel like people start this journey and then they're like, okay, now how am I telling my mama? Like, how do I gotta tell everybody? And it's like, it's okay to like keep it to you for a little bit and, and figure it out on your own and see how you feel and it's how it makes sense for you. Make sure that you have your language and clarity before you want to try to convert your whole family or try to convert your, your mama. You know, like let it let it move you a little bit too. It's okay. You don't have to come out if you don't want. That's one. Now, too, with your question and how how to talk to our elders, I think sometimes, Sula, please. I think sometimes um, for myself, I know when I started my journey, I kind of got a little pompous and I kind of started turning my nose up at my family who was still Christian and just kind of looked at them like, oh, you know, you believe that. And, you know, I'm over here being 
elevated and decolonizing while you all are still, you know, eating the blood blood of Jesus. Like, that doesn't make any sense, you know? And it starts to, like you said, disconnect you from what you knew that at one point was a way that you found some kind of something at, at some point. And so, or at least your elders found some kind of something for you to be able to be here right now. Um, so, um, I'll tell a story. So I've been doing this spiritual work for some years and my grandmother is like my best friend and she's very Christian. Um, and I haven't told her really what I do. I kind of was like, I do therapy. I, um, you know, like I was very, I danced around my work. Um, because I just knew because she's such a like devoted Christian woman, apostolic Christian woman that she just would have no space for what I'm doing. She would think it's demonic. And I completely robbed my grandmother of an opportunity to want to understand me. Um, and so I actually just posted on my page a poem that I wrote about this experience, but she called me at like 10 PM on a Sunday. And she said, I keep having dreams about you doing all these things that I'm doing, doing healing work and healing people and people coming up to me and being sick and walking away. Well, and I was like, she caught me. I didn't tell her nothing. She ain't on Instagram. She doesn't know what I do. I've been lying to my very Christian grandmother because I robbed her of the opportunity for us to have a conversation because I assumed that she wouldn't get it. I assumed that she would not have space for me. And she was like, girl, you're blessed. You are anointed. God loves you. What you and she said very specifically, what you're doing is not demonic. Again, at this point, I still had not said a word to her. She is speaking to me based on her dreams, okay? Again, very Christian. So, I, and then she went on to say that God could be a woman. It was just like, what is happening? I'm quiet the whole time and crying. That's I've been crying. I share that story because I want us to just be grounded and mindful that to not get so high and mighty while we're on this journey that we're like, we don't need that. We don't need you. We don't need your old stuff because there's a reason that that was a part of the experience, whether we like the reason or not, whether, um, you know, we decide to keep it for ourselves right now or not. Part of that is why we are here. And so there's a level of respect that we have to have for that and our people, um, in order to go to them. So my first thing is make sure that we're checking ourselves, you know, and be prepared, of course, for responses and that don't make sense. And it's like, okay, but don't assume that that's going to be it. Because if I had continued to assume that about my grandmother, I just would have kept lying to her. And that's not why I have this gift. And I can't be so ignorant enough to think that I didn't get this gift from somebody. Somebody gets it, whether they say it or not. Whether my grandma says, oh, yeah, I see spirits too, baby. When she told me and read my life through a dream and she's never done anything like that before, I said, oh, yeah, of course, my grandmother knows. Of course she knows. Why would I think I'm so special that I'm the only one? I completely disconnected myself from my community, which I say is so important. This is my family, you know? So I'm just offering that to people because that's been a big lesson for me. It's just being open, checking the ego at the door, and allowing people to be on whatever journey theirs is, but not assuming that we know how they're going to receive our journey. Some people will not, but you might be surprised at who will. And so that's, that's all I want to share about that. All you need is a little juju. Mm. Mm. Mm.
And then my dad started to go to a Baptist church. So then she starts going to a Baptist church, but now she's not really going no more. Mm-hmm. And um, I, she's an Aquarius. So I, she, there's just something she's not willing to accept. Yeah. <laughs> like, so she, I know she's been thinking through things based off of like even the shift in the convers- our conversations. And I'm just really resonating. And as I reflect on like, the times where I, yeah, was coming in high and mighty, mm. and, like in like with the intentions of like, oh, I want you to see what I see, so you could be like this too. It's right, and um, it was when I started to when I stopped trying to like um convert her, convert <laughs> really just like share the little things like yeah, this right. is what I do. This is what I do. This is how mm-hmm. this empowers me. How that just changed the whole foundation of the conversation and how right. she was more willing to share yeah. things in her point of view and less mm-hmm. critical. Because I wasn't coming at her like, take this, take this, take this. Right, right. Because <laughs> who wants that? Right, right. We didn't like that in Christianity. So why would right. why would they? No, who wants that? Right. <laughs> um. Hmm. I'm feeling like this conversation could go in a few different ways. So I'm mm-hmm. like calling myself to just be slow. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. um, when, when we think about um, our intuition and knowing ourself um, and developing that personal practice uh, that spirituality is someone put it really like in a way that like like really kind of changed me i don't mm-hmm. remember who it was but they said like spiritual means having a dedicated ritual to your spirit and mm-hmm. it's like you can't it's the consistency it it's is. the consistency mm-hmm. that the ceremony you did doesn't matter if you're not enacting it the next day Right, um, and following up, and uh, I, I guess I just want to also, as you, uh, kind of circling back to how we, you, move from a place of nothing secular, and mm-hmm. your body and your spirit are one intertwined. Mm-hmm. Uh, asking about your, just what you want to share about your more day to day practice and connecting to your intuition and keeping mm-hmm. that communication clear. Right. Um, and also people, I feel like people, and you've talked about this too on a little juju podcast, like the misconceptions people have about what connection, connecting to intuition looks like mm-hmm. and whether they can do it. Yeah. Um, yeah so mm-hmm. I want to say about that. Yeah. Um, a few things. So my personal rituals that I have, I used to be very um, strict with my rituals. Um, and I'm very proud to say I have fallen off. Like, I don't be doing all the stuff that I used to do because I was doing a lot. And this time is different. Life, life is different. We're also in the middle of a pandemic. Like, 
things ain't finna be the same. Like uh, my energy is lower than it was before. So I honor that and that's fine. So I'm saying that that's fine to other people who may feel bad. Like I don't go to my oath every day like I used to, baby. We in a panoramic Panasonic. Just chill out. <laughs> now, one thing that I do when I wake up though, I don't touch my phone unless I turn my alarm off. But I pray to my audience. I pray to myself before I do anything in the morning. I'm not scrolling Instagram. I'm not texting you back. I'm not looking at an email until I pray to myself. I'm putting my hands on my head and I'm either reading a prayer that I have um, or I'm uh, just saying one from my heart and I'm just praying for my day. I'm praying that, you know, the doors that need to be closed stay closed and that the doors that are open, that I say yes to those. And I say yes to my blessing um, every day. So that's something that I do consistently. Um, spiritual baths, I could be a lot better at, but for those who don't know, spiritual baths are just ingredients, typically herbs um, and yeah, and other ingredients that you put in water. Um, and you bathe yourself with them. You wash yourself with them um, in order to cleanse yourself, in order to bring in some good energy, just depending on what you're wanting to bring about in your life, you can take a bath for that. So I need to take a spiritual bath tonight. So spiritual baths are good. Um, I try to also just watch how I talk to myself because I can be very self-deprecating. Um, I can say the worst things about me and think the worst. That is like one of my my things that I'm working through. So even just being mindful and ritualizing, stopping that, like not allowing myself to go in the hole, in the hole, in the hole, in the hole, because I'm so good at that. So when I see myself at the top of the hole, I'm like, oh, hold on. You about to, you about to go, don't do that. And so I can then affirm myself um, or I can say, you know what? I'm not going to go there. That's not true. That's the lies trying to get in here. And I'm not going to allow that. So that's a good ritual for me, too. And I also just want to offer that to other people because I know how we can be about ourselves, um, internalizing all the the BS that's around. It's hard to not talk so ill over ourselves and tell ourselves we're not enough in whatever way. So encouraging folks to not do that, to to not listen to the lies. We don't have to listen to that anymore. At least be the beacon of truth for yourself. If you ain't going to get it anywhere else out of here, be there for yourself. Um, and then pray for the help in that if it's difficult. Pray that you can you can do that. Um, those are my main things. I mean, I talk to my ancestors consistently. Gratitude. I know it's so corny, but gratitude is like that girl. Like gratitude, even when things are hard, like just being like, but you know what? I'm so grateful for whatever. I'm grateful that I even have this lesson. I'm grateful that I have the mind to even notice that there is a lesson in this really messed up moment. Like there is a way to find joy and I'm dedicated. I am dedicated to finding the joy in every situation, every single one. And I will, and I have. So offering that as well that is a beautiful ritual gratitude just being thankful just being thankful um and if there's stuff you don't like grateful for the power to change it and if you can't change it grateful that you have a spirit that can probably change it for you everything can be changed if i says there's nothing that can stay the same everything can be changed except the day you were born and the day you're supposed to die everything else can be worked out <laughs> it can so um, I feel like I am rambling. Please stop me. I'm just, that's, no, those are my no. rituals. <laughs> you're, no, you're jumping gems. Um, and I could also do that. So I was like, thought for you to feel like I wasn't for a little bit. So it's okay. We can just ramble back and forth together. <laughs> um, um, 
Mm. You got it too, big that bitch. Who? <laughs> it's the gratitude for me. <laughs> it's the gratitude for me. Um, there is something that you had said that I wanted to come back to, and I feel like if I breathe, mm-hmm. I can remember. Oh, I think I just um, wanted to like big up like the fact that anything can change and finding the gratitude, finding the lesson or the opportunity to learn to to grow in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I, my head already says, Oya, and um, so this the whole COVID shift and everything is very Oya esque in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like really um, acknowledging. In the ways that we've seen, like society as we know it, change like that, um, embodying that we have the power to also do that, and that yeah. could look a way that we want it to look. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I guess like really like that glitch in the simulation for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, um, mm. yeah, we can transform. Oh, yeah, teaches teaches us that like we we can we can transform we can take the reins of our own transformation as well and transforming no one ever said it was going to be cute ever i ain't read i ain't read that nowhere that it was going to be easy that it was going to be cute but if you're wanting to change that can we can always do that that's what all y'all teaches us the orisha are part of us these deities are a part of us they represent the world that we are in right now and aspects of humanity and life so if well, y'all can do it, that means that we can do it. That's <laughs> That's it. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, okay. Um, in this space of um acknowledging change and that it is always like a step away, or even right here in this present moment, the only mm-hmm. everlasting truth is change. There because we are humans, because we are whole beings, sometimes it's like really hard to keep that in, like to center yourself in that reality. (laughs) And especially, I something that I always appreciated from listening to you and your journey is how I feel your willingness to share like like normalize certain things that I feel like nobody really talk about because mm-hmm. but like you know it's not outside of yourself I'm specifically thinking about like what you're saying about how it's we're in a whole pandemic we've been in it, this situation for about a year coming up for, mm-hmm. for those of us in the U.S. and in a very basic level we are low on energy. We're exhausted. We're we're love deprived, touch deprived. Mm-hmm. So we, all these things. So like normalizing, like it's okay if you have I, I haven't been getting to your altar every day. Right. And something else that like I one episode you did about um how you kind of had to get your ancestors together. And I was like, it was crazy because that, I'm pretty sure that episode aired on my birthday, but <laughs> it was just, and I needed, I was in a, a lot of turmoil mm. of like being in that space of like, damn, I feel, I, and now that I kind of got on the other side after being dragged, I feel like 
I didn't have to be dragged in that way because y'all weren't being clear enough, mm. especially in regards to relationships and how like this, um, just like honoring that we got to be the ones to advocate for our worth um, and nobody's going to do that for us. And I mm. never have heard any, spirit, any spiritualist talk about that relationship the more like we understand like these relationships with our ancestors um and spirit to be reciprocal but i right. feel like that emphasis on what we could give back to them gets right. overlooked so mm-hmm. you also want to speak gratitude on just like your willingness to be raw about like all the parts of this journey mm-hmm. the spiritual journey that is not all love and light that's not light like no no <laughs> with all that being said when shit is not cute when it's rainy when it's cloudy when you're in your despair when you're feeling a little hopeless like what is one of those what is one or maybe some i don't know maybe not one like core tenant that you come back to a message that you can like almost can instantly like i give you mm. something to like give you a solid hope hmm <laughs> Well, I have different things depending on my mood. Um, one thing about me is that I know I'm gonna be okay. Like that is something that in my spirit, deep down, I know I'm okay. So I can say that very comfortably. And I recognize that everybody cannot say that. So I say, like, I, I recognize that. But for me, me myself, um, I, I do know that even though my depression comes through and kicks my ass, my anxiety comes through and kicks my ass, my PTSD <laughs> be kicking my ass. But like I can still somehow breathe and tap into like even though I feel horrible right now, I know that I'm actually okay. And this is uh, just a moment that I'm feeling, which I'm allowed to feel, should feel, because I'm a human being. So I'm not going to beat myself up for having trauma flashbacks because I had trauma. You know, that's normal. But I'm not going to allow myself to stay in that because I know what I know, no, no, is that I'm going to be okay. Um, another thing that I tell myself is that the world is big. And so this is just how my brain works. Sometimes it's so easy to feel like this life, this experience on this earth at this time is just all that there is. Like, just my life is just, that's it. There's nothing else going on in the world. There's no other experience I'm going to have. I'm just in my mess right now, and that's it. And I just, that's just so not true. When I tell myself the world is big, I'm like, there's so many other experiences I'm going to have. There's so many other people I haven't met who are going to make me happy. There's so, there's another lifetime that I'm probably going to have after this one. I've been around, all of us have probably been around for thousands of years. This one little blip in a human experience is not about to make or break me. When we are thousands, our spirits are thousands and thousands of years old, even transcending time. Girl, calm down. That's what, like, the world is big. The world is so much bigger than this moment. You can have your moment, but the world is big. So yeah, I tell myself the world is big a lot. Um, yeah, because this is, this is, this is the marketplace. That's what we say in each file. Like the, the, the world, this experience here is the marketplace. That means we came here to meet some people, do some exchanges, you know, talk, 
shit, have experiences, see what it feels like to have sex, see what it feels like to eat cheeseburgers. Like that's why we are here. This is the market. This is not it. This is just we came here to switch some money and pay for things and and then transactions and then leave. The world is big. <laughs> this ain't the end all be all. Ain't even nowhere near it. Mm. 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 Yeah. The flow. Uh, the flow. And yeah, I think like for me, <laughs> I and that the whole the world is big. That's the notion I feel like I'd be grounding myself into even those specific ways I think I like to think about bringing it back to ocean because that's just my big one mm-hmm. <laughs> even though like my head is like yeah but um um just thinking about her waters and how they're like they no matter what I'm going to do um my, okay especially being in Ithaca um where there's so many waterfalls when mm-hmm. I'm through and also Ithaca is like a little developing city but like surrounded by rural space so like it feels small like right. they have this culture of like smallness that mm. like to uh, like you know keep up like we're a liberal bubble so by nature that bubble is small it's, it's small bubble, you know right so I feel like something that I'd be helping me is like no matter what I'm going through, no matter what's going on, Oshun's rivers, the waterfall is gushing. That can give it at any second, and it's just like, wow, what a miraculous thing to be happening all the time. And it just isn't. It's not going to stop gushing in my lifetime. Probably not in the next, unless like we keep on just going with the global warming and the earth just scorches up. But even that has a few years, and that's not inevitable either. Mm -hmm. right the world is big the world is big the world is big things are happening and moving the water's flowing the things are happening and moving yes Mm. I've been uh, I'm gonna get a little intellectual whatever because I'm on a college campus you are. So, <laughs> Give it to us, academic. I, wait, I, I'm mad nerdy. Like, the way I'd be, like, reading my course text for leisure, and I'll claim it to, um, I'm reading The Souls of Black Folk right now by W.E.B. Du Bois, and um, something, also I'm reading The Pedagogy of Oppressed, too, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but something, both of those books bring up is, like, that fear of our freedom and like the fear that the risks that it takes because getting free is not cute it's not easy the risk if we don't accomplish it it's going to it's not worth it like the the notion that the risk might not be worth it Mm. or if if we don't accomplish it and the the heart the oppressive heart hand comes down harder then what and Mm -hmm. it's that same notion that keeps us shackled we're mm-hmm. scared of freedom. We're scared to believe in a like a deep soul way that it's possible. Um, and mm-hmm. I think like that notion, like yeah, the, not only is the world big, but I think like Ifa is the notion of 
notion of like the earth being in the marketplace um and we come here into kiki to transact to give an exchange and then we go so we that's 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 the experience the to- that's the experience like, yeah sure that you're doing good that's it mm-hmm. so, that is so it makes it easy in a way to accept that feeling of the floor falling out beneath you yes because you can see because <laughs> it's like you don't you realize you don't really have anything to lose you don't really got anything to lose what is there to lose what it was it I, i'm trying to think of who said we have nothing to lose but our chains <laughs> yes yes we have nothing to lose but our chains must love each other and support each other mm-hmm. yes yes mm-hmm. so yeah but it, it, i think that does bring comfort and i don't know people might think that's super weird but i think it's kind of liberating too just to know like i came here to have an experience like and i want my experience to be as good as possible and i want to make sure that i leave a legacy of people gonna say that one had an experience <laughs> that one tried to make some things feel a little bit better for just a few people even if just for a few people um and and hopefully my future children can continue on in that legacy um and making the world better for at least a few people like if that's done i I have nothing to lose but my change. It change. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that people ain't going to talk about you. It doesn't mean that you ain't, you're going to get your way all the time. You're probably not. And then so what? <laughs> the experience. <laughs> like It's okay. It can feel like everything. It can feel like the world is crashing down, but it's not. It, it, it really never is. Like it, it really actually never is um, because the world is big. So that'd be it. <laughs> I I don't know if it was you. It might have been you. I'm not sure. It, so also, um, this about the world not crashing down. Um, especially I feel like my generation, we like we like the, that joke. Like we're tired of living through historical events. Yeah, um, we're op- like the world is always gonna be seemingly crashing down. I feel like yes. um, and like um, when people were living through World War Two or whatever, they probably think it's the same, the same thing. So <laughs> I just think, and I think you. Person, if it was you or not, but the message was, why do we like think that we're the last ones? Like the the world will come to an end, and we will be the ones that it comes to an end on. And the mm-hmm. notion that Ifa and the spirits and everything is so much grander, and that's kind of like, wow, you think a lot of yourself. You think I will pick you to be the last one on the earth when I stand <laughs> crumbling to shit. And it's like funny. It was funny. My neck got snatched because. I might have got snatched. That, but also, I'm like, that was hella com- comforting because I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. not going to be the last one. It'll be okay. We will be okay. We will be okay. We literally <laughs> will be okay. I mean, because we weren't left without anything. Like, we have tools. Uh, I'm just saying today, like, our ancestors have been through a lot of these things. Um, if not worse, like I'm sure they could have thought that the world was crashing down in the midst of enslavement, in the midst of the Great Depression, 
in the midst of, we thought the world was going in 9 11, child. Like, I went in when I was in fourth grade. Like, and it's 2012, all. and in like 2015, and, and like all the, every like four years or something. <laughs> Literally, if you look somewhere in the world, there's some wild shit going on, and they're probably like, it's the end. So, I mean, what? You're right. That wasn't me who said that, but I definitely vibe with the, <laughs> with the, the creator of that thought because, you know, how, how, but that's how we are. You know, we're humans. It's like, it's going to happen with me. It's me, it's me, it's, it's ego. And sometimes it's good to just check that because it's like, wait a minute. I'm doing too much. I'm, I'm, I might be doing too much right now. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Mm, right. I'm, I might be I'm doing, doing too much. Wait, um, oh. Reminded myself, like, it's okay to just exist. I'm doing great. If I'm doing that, anything else is extra. Is extra. <laughs> right. Pour into yourself. Let the overflow be enough. I say. I say. I just don't want my phone to die because it def did give me that cute twenty percent warning. Oh, but um, okay, I just put it in. Okay, but we are also nearing this hour, so mm-hmm. I also I want to lead us off with maybe a lighter question: less existential, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> less existential <laughs> dread. <laughs> Uh, and you are a root worker and plants okay. are spirits that we one of those tools that we got to okay. be in partnership with so i want to ask if there's any plant allies that you feel called to share for the community in these times mm. any plant ally that's like your go-to good old reliable mm-hmm. you can swear by all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yes, but specifically for one that I grow, I would say, um, basil is like a fave of mine. Um, just because basil is good for cleansing. I mean, basil is good on food. Okay. Like it's good on food. Um, really good on a pizza, but it's also good in like spiritual baths, just putting fresh basil in there, rubbing your hands and praying, particularly to like cleanse yourself if you feel like you just kind of been holding on to some mess and there's this crap on you, other people's projections, just like stuff. I find that basil is really good to um, to cleanse. Mint is also another go-to for me. Basil is also in the mint family. Um, but mint is good to just kind of same energy, but it feels more, it's like a wash away, but then like a refresh. You know, like mint, mm. people use mint to refresh things, refresh your breath, you know, revitalize um, so you can do that spiritually with mint as well. So I love to put mint in my bath. Um, also ingesting these herbs does the same thing to our bodies internally. So basil clean, cleaning us out, mint refreshing us and cleaning us out. Those are, I would say those are my go-tos. Um, I had a lavender moment. I haven't really been in my lavender bag recently, <laughs> but, um, Lavender is always good. I mean, particularly for calming properties, um, chill properties. Um, also, lavender is good for for connections, building friendships too, um, love, uh, relationship building. It helps bring calmness to that. Um, I would say those. I would say those. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are neither. I 
none of those that you mentioned I work with that often. Really? So, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, I feel like I've seen also some gratitude expressed in the comments, but that last question. So I'm glad yes. for that wisdom. Um, and as we wrap up this notion of pouring into self and let the overflow be enough, mm-hmm. is there any closing thoughts, closing mm-hmm. emphasis that you want to put, closing questions, maybe you want to leave somebody with some inquiry? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> um, I really wants us to get clear on what we mean when we say self-care um and I think a lot of times when we talk about self-care it's like it feels frivolous a little bit or like it's just something that you do one time and then it's supposed to sustain you all week or something and and, you know maybe self-care is a ritual it's a practice it's it's something you have to to do regularly (laughs) it's a commitment right and so maybe my question is thinking about what your commitment to yourself is like what is your routine what is your self-care ritual it's not just this okay i'm gonna go to the spa the spa is cool like okay go to the spa but is the spa one time once a month sustaining your spirit Mm, in the middle of a panoramic can of sauna can pizza it might not be. So what? So what can you do in the middle of the pan pizza to sustain and to truly care for your body and your spirit? Which I'll just think. So thinking about what that ritual can be daily that you can go back to that is sustainable for you and your body and your spirit. So what is your commitment to yourself and to your care of yourself? Is my question. Something that Spirit gave to me the other day is maintain your ritual so your ritual can maintain you. Ooh! With that, I should just cut the live right now. (laughs) Drop! It's over! The live is done. That's good. Ooh! That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> wow, this has been such a delay. I was nervous. I, you know, which is not really, you know, let, I let myself feel bad. It's not to be nervous. But this was so fulfilling and like so everything I could have wanted it to be. Yes. I'm glad. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this. Also, the comments were always very affirming and loving. I see y'all down yes, there. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we see you. So very grateful to you, Juju, for your wisdom, for your time, for your energy, for your light, for your smile, oh, for the aesthetic, you. the beauty. <laughs> thank you. Hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Giving thanks to Bold once again for hosting this, giving us the platform to speak on this. Um, thankful mm-hmm. to all the people who have tuned in and this live will definitely be available on the bold Instagram if y'all need to revisit any of the gold that was dropped I hope something resonated you got to take if it was one thing that you took that's good enough that's a, that's a, that's it I've done my job Ashe, Ashe. Mm-hmm. any last things you need to say Juju 
No, just thank you. Thank you for being a wonderful interviewer. Thank you for the questions. <laughs> thank you for us vibing with yes. the calories. Like, we were just here. Uh, so shit. I appreciate mm. you. Uh, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Oh, thank you. Okay, okay. Thank you. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm carrying, like, oh, I'm a ding, ding, ding. And we'll, we'll carry out that vibration and know that what we talked about here, the energy we evoked here is eternal and to be tapped into when Ooh, needed. Ashay. 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 Thanks. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Hi, Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of a little juju, a little juju podcast. <laughs> if you would like to keep up with me, you can go to my website, www.hjujubay.com, where you can book a Reiki session. You can reach out to me about any media requests. Um interviews etc i haven't been taking on new interviews too much but you know you never know reach out uh you can find me on social media of course at it's juju bay i-t-s-j-u-j-b-a-e on all platforms i have reactivated my twitter y'all i'm not trying to be on there like that but it is there so you can come and you can follow me and ig of course you can follow the podcast page as well on instagram at a little juju podcast all right y'all and that is pretty much it i hope you all have a wonderful couple weeks sending you all the good juju good vibes and remember all you need is a little juju later